Your CPU is obsolete. NVIDIA overprepared the 3090 Ti, and AMD wants to remind you that Intel sucks. Let's get into hot news, everybody. I'm your Brett host. We're going to be going over the hottest tech news I can find on the internet while you enjoy your breakfast. And we're going to start off today talking about how your quad-core CPU that you've been trying to eke on by for the last five, six years is no longer going to do you any good. Or at least that's what the large portion of gamers out there seem to indicate, according to the most recent Steam hardware survey, which debuts all of the numbers of gamers who had Steam in March, shows us that for the first time ever, quad-core CPUs have fallen to market share to hexa-core CPUs, which would mean six plus cores. That's what hexa means. Anyways, for the first time ever, hexa-cores are coming in at 34.22% of the market, whereas the quad-core CPUs are at 33.74% of the market. So the high-end i7s that were debuted in 2015 and 2016 are now no longer the top reigning dogs when it comes to the CPUs that you could possibly have, except for they, the quad-cores were around for a while. I mean, all the way up from core 2 quad, which is what, like 2007? All the way until 2016 when they finally released Comet Lake with a six core 8700K. So, I mean, that was a long span of you being able to buy a quad core at the top of the flagship. And now it's it's finally fallen by the wayside. But what hasn't fallen by the wayside is the GTX 1060. It's still the top GPU on Steam hardware survey. In fact, even increasing close to 0.2% on the market. But the one GPU that's climbing the ranks is the RTX 2060. 60, which in case you don't remember, NVIDIA actually re-released recently with 12 gigabytes of VRAM, and that's now in third place, beating out the 1050 Ti. Let me know, do you still have a quad core in your CPU? Have you been finding that it might be a little bit sluggish? Are you looking to potentially upgrade to something like a Ryzen 5 3600, a 5600X, an i5 12400? I want to hear from you down below in the comments and whether or not your system is holding up for you. But what's holding up my body or my skin is holding up this merch, which is today's video sponsor. My friends, we launched new merch on April 1st, and you can check it out for a limited time only. We're going to have it for the month of April, and then it's going to be gone. I'm currently wearing the UFD Vaporwave shirt. I like it. Reese loves it. It was a good design. We also have the UFD fan, UFD startup, as well as the No Maiden shirt for any of you Elden Ring enjoyers out there. So you can check out our merch at the link in the video description. Every single piece that you pick up helps to support hot news and everything that we do around here and helps to make sure that I can I can pay Reese and Catlin and they they like to eat don't you know and don't you know that AMD is going to be releasing another low-end GPU the RX 6300 is now being rumored to get released for OEMs we've already had the RX 6400 be released for OEMs and there's already the RX 6300M but appears that there is a RX 6300 making its way into GPUs at some point in the near future not quite sure where it's going to land how much it's going to cost but we'll have to wait and see for that and as we were waiting to see what's going on with the RTX 3090 Ti that launched last week for $2,000. It's like, it's five to 10% better, it's eh, but turns out there was a rumor floating around that maybe the 3090 Ti took so long and was over-engineered so that companies like MSI, Asus, all of them could actually have the time to prepare for the upcoming RTX 40 series, which is going to be a massive whopper, power-hungry drawer of juice from your power supply, and so that 
that was kind of just being theorized that the 3090 Ti is a little over-engineered for what it's supposed to be. And it turns out as multiple PCB breakdowns are coming out from 3090 Ti's, it does seem to indicate that there are extra components that haven't been put on the 3090 Ti PCB, which would indicate potentially that they have been over-engineered. You could slap some extra components on it and then boy, you have your RTX 4090 600 watt power delivery, including missing MOSFETs and VRMs and all of that kind of stuff that could be slotted onto a whole bunch of different GPU PCBs, including the Founders Edition PCB from NVIDIA themselves. And the RTX 3090 Ti Supreme X has everything set up so that you can have a 600 watt GPU, but it has a jumper in order to enable it, but you can't do it when you have the 3090 Ti. But it does seem to indicate that NVIDIA took a little while for this card so that they can make sure that everything's ready to go for the launch of the next flagship, which just seems to further corroborate that, yeah, you're going to need a nuclear power plant in order to run the RTX 40 series at the highest peak performance possible. Let's talk about the peak performance of crypto stonks. Bitcoin up 0.8%. It's only at 46.521. When I actually started sat down to get all of this ready, it was like closer to 47 and a half, but it's dropped quite considerably since then. Ethereum up 1.6% to be at 35.25 and Dogecoin up 4% to sit at 14.6 cents. But you know what else is up? Tesla's delivery numbers. It came out that their Q2 delivery numbers are the most that they've ever done. 310,000 EVs in Q1 of 2022 alone, which breaks its previous record of 308,000. This is also despite the fact that Tesla had numerous factory shutdowns and had all of the supply chain issues that were going on in the worldwide market. In case you want to see the breakdown of what it's like, the Model S and the Model X are only 14,000 of those deliveries, whereas the Model 3 and Model Y accounted for roughly 300 thousand of the rest. But in case you want to see how that compares to the competition, I'll uh, say GM, it turns out that they sold 457, not thousand, 457 EVs in the last quarter with the breakdown being 358 fire hazards in the Bolt EV or EUV and 99 Hummer EV pickups. Number one, I'm surprised that there was 99 Hummer EVs that were sold. Number two, the Bolt's been out for how long and they're only selling 300. I mean, I guess I wouldn't want to ever buy a Bolt. I don't want to do that. And they've been on lockdown because they, you know, they're fire hazards. But geez, that's a that's a huge disparity between electric vehicle sales. Obviously, Ford is probably the other US most prolific uh, EV manufacturer right now with the Mach-E, and obviously we're waiting on the Lightning to come out, the F-150, but it's just, uh, there's a lot of catching up to do in that department. And the UK has caught up to the Lapsus hackers. We talked about this in a previous episode of Hot News that the Lapsus organization that was responsible for hacking Nvidia, Samsung, Microsoft, they actually got arrested by the UK police and a couple of them have been charged, namely two teenagers ages 16 and 17, saying that they've been charged with three counts of unauthorized access to a computer with intent to impair the reliability of data, one count of fraud by false representation, and one count of unauthorized access to a computer with intent to hinder access to data, and that the 16-year-old has also been charged with one count of causing a computer to perform a function to secure unauthorized access to a program. So this might bring some justice for the hacks that have been out there, but obviously secure your 
your networks, people. Secure your data centers. If you're a multi-billion dollar company, invest in some cybersecurity. Just kind of makes a little bit of sense. And what makes a little bit of sense is Microsoft releasing a Game Pass family subscription, at least according to reports that it might be launching later this year. This is something that I'm actually pretty gosh dang excited about. There's the reports that they should launch by sometime this year, and you'll be able to share access with this between five accounts within the same country, which could be cool for even just stuff that I'm doing here in the office, sharing between, you know, me and employees or even my kids who want to play on their computers. But the question of how much it's going to cost, whether or not this includes PC Game Pass or is it just Xbox Game Pass, all of that hasn't really been broken down. But I think compared to what Sony's doing with their PlayStation Plus, Xbox seems to have a better handle on what's going on with Game Pass, what it's suited for. And I, I would pay $19.99 a month in order to share my account between different computers. I, I, I think anything higher than that gives me a little bit of pause. $14.99 for Game Pass for PC, solid deal. Spending $180 a year in order to get access to all of the games, that's good. Upping that to $240, that's fine, as long as I can actually then share it across multiple devices. Let me know what you think and what price you would pay for Xbox's Game Pass Family Edition down below in the comments. And you know where you're not going to be able to comment? E3 is canceled this year, okay? That's the official word, E3 Digital included, canceled for 2022, saying ongoing health risks surrounding COVID-19, but they look forward to presenting E3 to fans around the world live from Los Angeles in 2023. My guess is not likely to happen. E3 was kind of on a decline even before COVID popped up, and then it just kind of was the final nail in the coffin on their online events that never really kind of promoted anything. A lot of the major publishers were having their own events roughly around the time of E3, and E3 is just kind of fallen by the wayside. It was good for small indie developers to get their games out there and interface with game journalism, but it just, it kind of doesn't have the same appeal that it used to back in the day. Are you sad at the loss of E3? Let me hear from you, and you're going to hear about the demons getting ripped to shreds, okay, in, in ray trace glory, because the original Doom has been modded to have ray tracing, my friends. Somebody actually did that. You check this promo video right here showing you the gloriousness of Doom Guy in ray traced stuff. Unlike the quake ray tracing that happened, this is not in collaboration with NVIDIA whatsoever, but in case you want to check it out for yourself, you can go to the GitHub, which we'll have linked in the video description, and we're actually going to be checking this out over on UFD Tech in case you want to see that for yourself, and I've been trying to see things for myself on my Steam Deck, which in case you could check out the video where we put a GPU on the Steam Deck, but past a major milestone, 2,000 games on the Steam Deck are either verified, which means that they're of the highest quality, or at least playable. They're still roughly a thousand games that are unverified, but this is a great development by Valve to get a ton of games to work with the Proton compatibility layer in order to make Steam Deck work. And I even know that from my time with the Steam Deck, now, there are several games listed as unsupported that I've actually had a decent time playing. I haven't run into many bugs or major hiccups. They might be still coming, but I've actually, uh, I've checked out a few games that aren't officially supported and I've had plenty of good time playing them. Let me know if you have a Steam Deck, you want a Steam Deck, are you gonna? I'm asking you guys to comment a lot. This is a very interactive episode of Hot News today, and AMD is interacting with Intel. Okay, we had Intel showcase of their Arc Alchemist GPUs last week, showing off things like their A370M. It's a good little entry level GPU that we're expecting. And then AMD just comes out and they uh, they tweet Intel into oblivion, showing off some benchmarks of how their the kind of entry level RX 6500M compares to the A370M from Intel. 
well. And uh, boy, howdy, look at those benchmarks up to twice as much in performance in games like F1 2021, major improvements in Hitman 3, Final Fantasy 14. You, you want to play that on AMD, not Intel, my friends, because Intel is only going to get you 71 FPS. That's kind of Pathetic. Also, just a small comment on the side, them showing off that uh, the 6500M has fewer transistors and is outperforming the 370M. Obviously, this is not necessarily going to be indicative of all gaming scenarios, especially since the 6500M is limited in some ways. The A370M should have all of the encoding and decoding features that you want, whereas I, I don't think the 6500M does. So that's not a hugely prescriptive, you know, chart to show off that you should only go AMD, but this is a snarky chart. Would you prefer to go AMD or Intel? Let me know down in the comments. I'm going to let you know this episode of Hot News is over. Be sure to come back tomorrow for some more hot news, my friends. We'll be here waiting for you.